0: Syndrome.
1: It's chair shot time, missile toe, and wine included. I hope you all, you listeners, got your little care packages from us. Open them up, crack open that wine. And hang the mistletoe and listen to your favourite three buffoons talk about their weeks and the wrestling. I'm one of your hosts, Barry Murphy, joined as always by my ever-dependable co-host, first of all, Mr. Joe Town.
2: Hello there, Barry.
1: And also with us, Mr. Paul Griffin.
3: I was thinking of doing a, doing the intro one of these weeks, but
1: uh,
3: I wasn't feeling it today.
1: Don't so. ruin a winning formula.
3: Mm,
1: mm. We've made it. How many years now How many? Fucking, you Dec- nine goddamn years were doing this show. Dec- decade of destruction. You know Dec- decade I mean? of indifference. Well, um,
3: we've outlasted the best friends video, or whatever oh, that thing is. very That's
1: that raw. Likes- you, you hit me with a stiff one out of the gate. Oh. Uh, that's brutal.
3: Um, what happened there? Uh, they're, they're not doing it anymore?
1: They have fell out, it seems. I mean, that was they, they pretty bluntly uh, uh, said it in the video. There was originally two of them, right. and then a third. And basically, the third opened the video and he said, "Hey, you know, sad news today. We're not doing it anymore because the two who started it are not friends anymore. Which it's in the mm. name, so if you're not friends, you can't do it. Uh, that's a bummer. That's it's, yeah. It's, it's a bit, it's a bit like the
3: kind of funny, that, bit like the kind of funny thing that went down there. It
1: really is. It's 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 very very similar. And it's like, um, uh, it's, it's 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 a bummer that the that the, the the channel is." going away in any capacity but to have it go in those circumstances really sucks yeah. especially because if they've all had their individual projects they've promoted for a while and i've never really been into any of them i, I would watch some of them but it's not not the same thing right. but yeah that's that, that's a downer that's a Christmas
3: it's really like if uh, the one thing that i thought is when i saw that is if uh, if mike and jay ever go their separate ways i'm gonna be a very <laughs> very sad boy oh, no no
1: would no you about because they're like they're like making movies together like 15 years or some shit Mm. like that um like they they, that crew have been have been doing their thing for so goddamn long i mean uh did you watch the the new plinketto by the way i haven't oh it's very good it's very very good i'm behind
3: I'm, i'm catching up i just watched the halloween one a few days ago oh wow so behind on the times there i did watch uh not to jump ahead, but I did watch The Clove Hitch Killer, that movie they recommended.
1: Oh, yeah, oh yeah. I, did you just pirate it? I couldn't find it on any services of any, you know, legitimate services. It's on Amazon Prime, isn't it? Oh, or did they say? No, no, it's paid paid, um, I think it was rental, wasn't it? Okay, I'll take another look, but, um, but yeah, uh, you're to talk about that in movie Go, I assume?
3: I will, I will.
1: I haven't opened the, uh, the the Amazon Prime app in, in quite a while. Uh, uh, well, they've got uh, two and a half men, so that's good. There's a Jack Ryan TV show starring that that's guy from like, the US office. God, Tim from the uh, office. <laughs> oh, if it was Martin Freeman, now we're talking. Now we're talking. You're uh, talking my language. Little Lego face. Uh, it's little, it's little
2: bloody um, Hobbit haircut. Looking at the camera every five minutes.
1: Uh, they've got an Oscar winners category. Babe. Babe? What an Oscar? <laughs> what, did, what, what Oscar did Babe win? Best what pig. Hell? Best pig. <laughs> uh, uh, let me see. I suppose that, that is from the era, though, when people were blown away by the CGI shit. Yeah, like, it, like, won,
3: it won best visual effects.
1: Like, any any visual effect thing from, like, 94 to 96 won Oscars, ba-
3: Babe was actually nominated for Best Picture, as well as Best Director and Best, Best Adapted Screenplay.
1: Fucking hell. Yeah. What I mean, listen, hey, listen. Babe is good.
3: Listen, okay, 95 but, was a slow year, okay?
1: But, Best Picture, my God. I uh, anyway, what else we got here? LA Confidential. Um, Amazon Prime is just the weirdest service. It's It's a hodgepodge of kind of, like mostly rubbish um but anyway speaking of mostly rubbish this show uh we've got a a a, a hell of a a lineup for you folks this is our um uh i don't think we've even discussed it if we'll do another one next week will we try and squeeze one in next week or um sunday the 23rd yeah of course i did bump earlier in the week if you if you haven't listened to if you somehow are a fan of this show and haven't yet listened to our um uh, our audio commentary on Jingle All The Way, which we did last year. I thought that was a blast.
3: That was um, the time.
1: Uh, that's uh, that's uh, up in the archives there. I'll, I'll give it another little bump here um, on... Hang on, I'll find it there on Twitter right now as I'm doing this, and I will I'll bump it again. And, it, and if one of you wants to, to quote it again from the um, uh, uh, CSP Twitter, because it's a lot of fun. Uh, all you need is the movie, which I think... Is it
3: still on Netflix? I Just think. turn your television on, it'll be on some channel.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was on some channel 4 this afternoon.
2: It was on, so I tweeted at the time. Oh. Um, for anyone in the UK and Ireland who's on channel 4, and can time travel back to uh, about 3
1: o'clock this afternoon, uh, enjoy. Well,
3: don't or worry, anyone- it'll be on again tomorrow.
1: Or yeah. anyone who um who owns any kind of d v. d playing device because you definitely own this film um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah so <laughs> it's, um it's on i t v two all year round so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so 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 that's up there um but yeah i suppose it's only the 23rd next sunday but i know i mean i've i've got you know plans that night but we'll we'll figure so even if it's a little even if it's a little one we'll we'll squeeze something in there at some point um yeah so it is nearly christmas uh i extremely late but i finally put up my decorations earlier this week um you know uh, uh so that's good so those are up got the flat decorated ma'am has the house decorated got the office decorated so getting in the old spirit got all my, my christmas shopping done um i got my secret Santa at work this week lads um i don't know who got me but they obviously know me i got a uh pizza cutter right mm-hmm. um uh shaped shaped like a record player which I was like I don't know did they just know I like pizza and thought that was funny or did they also think I like records I don't know but um, uh, and they also got me uh, which I don't really need because I'm you know uh, uh, my large brain but they got me a a stack of trivia cards about video games and it's like well I already know what there is to know Um, but, but that was nice. Um, so, yeah, getting in the festive spirit. I haven't watched a whole lot of, of the movies yet. Um, I've watched a little bit of the, uh, the odd Christmas specials here and there I mentioned last week. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think I, I think I will try and squeeze in Jingle all the way uh, at some point. Uh, that new Netflix one, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll see my bits and pieces. But how is the how's the festive season going for you, boys?
2: Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yeah, not watched too many Christmas movies. Um, been sort of busy this week. Uh, it's kind of busy up until uh, Wednesday. Uh, we had the kind of final big bit of work for the year. I'll be honest. Thursday and Friday, I turned up to work. wasn't much point really. Did absolutely nothing. Um, so that's good, and I intend to do very much the same next week as well. Uh, in the run up to the big day itself, um, we did do something Christmassy on Friday. So Michelle actually had uh, a couple of job interviews on Friday. Um so you know two two in one day is a lot so we went out for a little treat we went out for some barbecue um up in london I had a lovely big beef rib with some fries and coleslaw absolutely stuffed ourselves i felt absolutely horrible and disgusting afterwards but that's a sign of a good meal really if you think about it um and then we got a bus all the way along uh, oxford street in london which is where all the the main christmas lights are so that was very Christmassy and very nice so we got to see all the lights Uh, So that was fun. And then i a look in some shops afterwards. Uh, So yeah, good. Good Christmas fun.
3: Very good. I went down to visit um, my family yesterday, drop off some presents to leave under the tree for them uh, for Christmas morning. Not to be opened before then, baby. Uh, Mm -hmm. meanwhile, Meanwhile, Natty went out to a Christmas party. Hello, drinky poos, baby. <laughs> One or two. Hello. Oh. Don't mind if I do. Um so she's hanging today.
1: Oh She's
3: alright. She's alright, she's alright.
1: Is she is she protesting? It's very quiet if so, she must so she must really be sick.
3: She well, she was well enough to cook me a steak earlier, so
1: oh just make just it over. them. well sorry sorry sick love but you can get in there that snake's not gonna cook itself
3: <laughs> i'm a right slave driver so i am get up out oh. of bed and make that no um so yeah she was apparently um at a party of e- with even more drunk people she was what the least drunk would you say yeah, yeah but still still like
0: i was not well seriously i was not well and i was by far the most sober person in the whole party there's
3: some woman falling around with her pants down by her knees apparently and that had to help her pull her pants up what like. what,
1: what the, oh no <laughs> oh god <laughs> <I don't laughs> like they're keys being passed around <laughs> at this party
3: <laughs> um so i i although i felt a little bit guilty because I, I think originally i said i was going to go to this party i think i made a, a good decision ultimately to go and have a quiet saturday at the parents' house, rather than be the one sober person, party full of extremely drunk people.
0: Next time, take me to your parents' house.
3: Okay, <laughs> 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 okay will do. Um, yeah, I went down and... Uh, what did we do? Did some shopping, because there's an Aldi right beside the parents' house. We, we, we do have an Aldi here as well, but it's a quite a distance walk away. So whenever I'm down, I get a few bits and pieces. And... Um, Watched the NXT TV from this week as well, and then got a late train back to Rohini. and then today uh, we didn't get up too much today. Just kind of relaxing day. I watched the a wee bit of the football. Ooh, turned it off before the end, um, as Liverpool thumped Manchester United today, and uh, played a few video games. That was basically my week outside of being in work every day. Um, and as far as Christmas goes, I'm I, I'm still not quite. In the Christmassy mood, yeah. I think when I, I think on Friday of this week, I'll, uh, I'll start to feel it. But because I'm working right up until the twenty fourth, um, it still feels like a normal work week. You know, I think even though I'm working the twenty fourth, when I leave on Friday of this week, it will start to feel like Christmas to me because I have the weekend, be in one day, then off for a week, then in for a day, and then off again. So. As of now, I haven't started to watch Christmas TV, Christmas movies, etc. Because I just feel like I'm not quite there yet. I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. No, yeah no, no, no. What drinking booze did you have, out of interest? Oh,
0: Jesus Christ, what did I not have? Did you have some, <laughs> some, <laughs> side, some cidery?
3: Some, some okay. vodkas?
0: Here's what I can remember oh, drinking, okay? We got in and my dad gave us whiskey shots.
3: Oh, Good sir.
0: And I had like a third of one. And then I started drinking cider because it's what I like. Yeah. And then the birthday girl started bringing out shots of literally everything you can imagine. Uh, Sugar cane liquors, martini, uh, vodka, uh, bourbon. This doesn't sound like a Joe Towner. Like like really wacky stuff, (coughs) right? And you couldn't refuse her because she'd be like, but it's my birthday birthday though. Oh, I had to start act- actively avoiding her at some point.
3: Right.
0: But I did have shots of at least six different things.
3: It's funny because when you got in yesterday, you're like, you did the the drunk person thing of going, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Um, as you stumbled backwards into a wall <laughs> at some yes. point. Um, we got, we got, you, got her into bed and she was fine at the end. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of our week. She's doing okay now. She survived. Well. She's a survivor. What about yourself, Barry? Anything for you?
1: No, I've 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 had a kind of quite quiet enough week. Uh, so and I ran through my my decorating. Yeah, I, I like yourself. I'm not I'm not mega feeling the mood, but I think it's also because I mentioned I put my decorations up. But I've I've a fairly fairly pathetic collection of uh, of uh, uh, decorations in the flat. So mm. I think I might need to up my up my game next year. But uh, yeah. We can uh, uh, any other any other life guff we wanted to to jump into before we uh, we move on to the other the other guffs.
2: Speaking of boozing it up, um, out oh. last night for the uh, Christmas lads night out. Um, you know, big one. Uh, met up about it was good. We met up about four o'clock, um, which meant we kind of spread out the drinks over from four till eleven. Right. So by the end. Wasn't too drunk, and this morning I felt a little bit dodgy, but not too bad. So it was good. I just went out uh, locally, which was also good, because I walked home. Um, yeah, I was on the older whiskey. Ooh. Whiskey whis- whiskey and ginger, that's my new tipple.
3: Okay.
2: Oh, um, excuse me. Yeah. If they've not got any ginger ale or ginger beer, I might go for, you know, whiskey and lemonade or whiskey and Coke, but yeah.
1: Yeah, Michael, <laughs> bar. what do you need? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um Yes, yeah, so a lot of a lot of fun had. Also went to to pool club and played a few uh, frames of pool. Um, yes, uh, my team did win. Uh, it was four <laughs> games to four games to three to zero. So you know, pretty fierce competition. But yes, we did win. Uh, no problem with that. But yeah, it was good night. Good night. Um, the lads. Very good.
1: Alrighty. Uh, we can. Uh, my 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 12. Oh, God. I gave game away there. My Christmas night out is on Friday. It is indeed 12 pubs. Um, so I have never been able to complete. We have a schedule. We have it all planned out and everything. There's a list, right? So maybe I'll do better this time. But uh, look forward to me not talking a whole bunch on whatever the show is next week.
3: Um, oh, well, my, uh, my Christmas, my work Christmas party was on Friday, by the way. Let's go. Uh, No, don't go to that shite, mate. See enough of those cunts during the week.
2: Ah, lovely. Lovely. Fucking (laughs)
3: Scrooge. I think in the seven and a half years I've worked, uh, where I work, I think I've been to like three or four parties. That's enough.
1: Well, listen, you don't drink. And it's like, hey, of course, of course, you can socialize without drinking, but Christmas parties are just.
3: I don't drink and I'm a bit of i I'm a bit of a misanthrope as well, so
1: mm. Nah. Yeah. I wasn't gonna say the misanthrope thing, but but uh, now that Paul has said it oh, all. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, Yeah, so uh that's that's been your life of Paul, did you uh just in the week did you nab uh tickets to OTT in February?
3: I did, I did. Um what? I tell you what, I went for the stars this time. Okay. Rather than the seat, because my fear is because it's a basketball arena that the si- the seat is going to be flat like Sher Road. and that if you're not there early, um, mm. that you're you're going to compromise your your view, uh, and I'm not one to queue up in Talon for too long, mate. So <laughs> I'm going to pop in and get get seat and have a nice view, and enjoy the show. And also because I spent quite a bit of money on uh christmas presents i i appreciate going for the the cheaper ticket this time as well of course What about yourself uh yeah
1: i got i got the uh i got that floor uh uh, section uh so yeah i'm gonna try and get (laughs)
3: me and barry we never align on for whatever reason (laughs) when i'm on the for the tivoli when i was on the stage he'd be on the floor when he'd be on the floor i'm on the stage um it always seems to go that (laughs) way for sure whatever
1: we we like we we just avoid each
3: other at all costs.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it seems like it seems like um, seems like the tickets have flown out, which is great. Good. Uh, good, good. Uh, everything bar the stalls is sold out. Uh, yeah. So so that's good for for a new venue that, depending on how they set it up, could hypothetically be bigger uh, capacity wise than the stadium. I mean that's mm. pretty interesting. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So, we'll obviously, that's two months away, so we'll have a report on that closer to time. Let's jump in to our other guffs here. A bit of a light week on some of the guffs. Uh, I, I started earlier in the year, and then forgot to get back to it, uh, Glow. But actually, I've actually now gone back to Glow Season 2 uh, on Netflix. Fuck, Season uh, 2 already?
3: Jesus. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I don't think I finished quite... Season
3: 1. Did you not? No. I think I got Go about halfway or...
1: Two yeah, like, good, I, I thought it was really watchable as well. It's you know reasonable length and, and all that other stuff, but uh, season two is good. Um, I just got to episode eight, which is they do an episode where it's basically here's an in-universe episode of Glow, right. like it's it's thirty minutes of the wrestling show, and it was like amusing for like ten minutes. Uh, and then it, it wore out its welcome. I, I wasn't a fan of that. But other than that, I think it's a pretty, pretty solid season. But uh, yeah, not much else on the uh, on, on the TV front there, myself. Anyone else? Um,
2: so we watched, this was actually, uh, I can when the finale what was a couple of weeks ago, but we watched um, Little Drama Girl, um, BBC series starring uh, one who's playing Paige, in the Steve Merchant movie. Oh, really? Uh, Florence
3: Pugh, isn't it?
2: Florence Pugh, yeah, it was quite a... Actress? Oh, no. Yeah, she's a proper actress, an acclaimed actress, she's done the bloody Shakespeare and all that. Um, so yeah, that was really good, it was this kind of a thriller set in the 80s, um, she gets recruited by Mossad to help with Israeli intelligence and go undercover um, and it was enjoyable. I think a lot of people. It was a bit of a mixed reaction to it. Some people said it was too sort of complex or too um, unrealistic. But I, we really enjoyed it. Michelle um, loved it. She keeps going on about it. Um, it was shot beautifully as well. looked looked absolutely fantastic. So yeah, I'd recommend uh, people check that out if you if you get the chance. Um, good series. an adaptation of a John Le Carre uh, novel. So, yeah, it's
3: very, very good. I love for the fighting with the family poster that came out this week, by the way. Yeah. Just Dwayne Johnson front and centre. I didn't realise he was that important to Paige's backstory. That's,
1: that's kind of one of my big beefs with it is it feels like it's just a vehicle for him more than anything else. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it being written by and directed by Merchant, you know, has alleviated my kind of concerns about it a little bit. And that new, that second trailer, well, first proper trailer, was, was, it was all right. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm tentatively actually pretty interested in that.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, yeah, I think once you get past the the way they've promoted it, I think it'll actually be quite good.
1: Cast is alright too. I mean, you know, Mcrosty. Um, really yeah, I mean, those are great, great castings. They really are. Um, I don't really know much about this little drummer girl, but, um, <laughs> but I'm assuming she's good. She got the role. She <laughs> yeah,
2: she's a
1: great actress. Great actress. Um, so yeah. Uh, do uh, that's all, all of that uh game golf i finished uh, tetris effects which Ooh. i mentioned last week uh really really great really lovely game uh and uh one thing i really like when you beat that single player campaign through once you unlock theater mode which is basically go you can, you can go through the levels again uh, uh but without actually having to play tetris uh and so the the um you can just listen to the music look at the visuals and a lot of music corresponds to your button presses when you're playing the actual game so you know rotating a piece clockwise has one sound effect rotating it counterclockwise has another sound effect and it, it's all, all all the music is all building up to, based on how well you do and so in theater mode you can say just trigger this effect just trigger this sound effect i'm not actually playing a game uh right. so and that's actually a really neat feature the soundtrack is lovely the visuals are, are spectacular really really great my only my only reservation it is the full the full price is 40 euro it's a bit steep for a Tetris game, even with all the the bells and whistles on it. But uh, if you see it on sale at all uh, over the holidays, strongly, strongly recommended. So, so finish that. And I also got back into Red Dead after after many weeks off, and I'm, I'm enjoying it quite a bit, despite my kind of my kind of grumbles with it and the kind of clunky way it is. I'm I'm kind of mainlining the story now, and it's uh, it's great. It's it's. Uh, you know, phenomenal voice acting, and 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 the story is very interesting, and and uh, it's moving at a decent pace now at last. So uh, I'm actually enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, I don't I don't imagine I'll get it finished before kind of a, the the holiday season, the big year end list season. But um, I, I am enjoying it quite a bit. So yeah, um, uh, that's all I've been playing. Yes, that's all I've been playing this week.
3: Okie dokie. Uh, right. So first of all. Sit yourself down, listener. <laughs> uh completed Assassin's Creed Odyssey.
0: What
3: got the old platinum trophy as well. Uh my final clocking, right? Sit down for this one. Ninety nine hours and fifty four minutes.
2: Fucking hell, what a waste of your life.
3: <laughs> um so yeah, the first thing I would say is if if anyone is is gonna play this or is in the midst of playing it, um, a lot of stuff that com- contributed to the platinum trophy from Assassin's Creed Origins doesn't contribute in Odyssey. So mm-hmm. you don't actually have to clear out the entire map uh, in terms of like doing all the question marks. You don't even have to do all the side quests in the game to get the platinum. So what 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 transpired was that I've spent the last uh, 20 hours of the game, doing stuff that, you know, was satisfying insofar as doing side quests in that game is fun, but didn't actually progress me anyway towards beating the game or achieving the Platinum Trophy. Um, but yeah, I, I beat the game on Friday evening, Uh, and then I spent Saturday morning, didn't take me any more than about 20-30 minutes. Um, just picking off the trophies that I was I was missing. So when when I finished the game, I was three trophies short of the platinum, um, and they were number one to un- uh, defog the entire map. So there was just one little island I hadn't visited, so I just had to go there and do that. That very fast, two minutes um, to complete all the underwater achievements or all the, all the underwater um, like locations in the game. I I was only missing one, so uh, and, and it was one that. I had found while playing, and there was a little treasure chest you had to go down, but it was locked. So I said, Okay, I'll come back to that later. So I went back to it, I must have found the key somewhere along the game. So I went because I went back and it wasn't locked. So I was able to just do that very fast as well. And then I just had to do 20 quests in a certain location in the game. And again, I was able to do that pretty quickly. So platinum trophy, happy to have it done. As soon as I got it, deleted that motherfucker off my hard drive. Um, have no interest in playing the <coughs> DLC um just it, far too long that you know i i, I still enjoy it I think it 's a very good game, but it's it's uh, far too long and too repetitive um would be much better as a tighter spider man esque experience I feel like a, 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 you know twenty five thirty hours perfect mm-hmm. hundred hours too much for the kind of game it is, given how repetitive it can be um but that 's done that 's in the rear view window now, so my goal was to have that done before Christmas, and we're there now. Uh, because, of course, for Christmas, I'm getting Red Dead Redemption, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and Hitman 2. And I'm getting some little PSN vouchers. Hello! Um, so I'm thinking I'm also going to get maybe Astro Boy, because we do have a VR headset in the house.
1: I, I, you love Astro Bot. You love it.
3: It's great. Astro Bot is good. Uh, yeah. uh,
1: I actually see uh, in the week... I. That's actually, I forgot to mention this. Actually, I, I played the second map of Hitman 2. Uh, that's up on the old YouTube as well. Barry Murphy lad on YouTube. Uh, great stuff. It's two for two so far. The, the first and second, in my opinion, they were up there with the uh, uh, at, at the best of the first game. Uh, really great. And just loads of moments where you kind of walked into a new area and you go, Oh my God, how big is this map? Why is there
3: there's so much to do? I'm definitely um, looking forward to it, but I will I will go back and beat Hitman One first because I still I still haven't beaten the first Hitman.
1: Uh yeah. So yeah, the, the cool thing is obviously that the, if you own it, that your your the maps port over to two, but I don't think your progress does, unfortunately, which is a shame because if you could just pick up your save from one in 2 with the 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 better graphics and the the UI tweaks, that would be great. Yeah, I, I
3: think yeah. I'll continue to play one. Yeah, in yeah. one and beat that, and then move on to two. Um. But I am looking forward to those. I'm, I'm definitely kind of itching to play all, all of those games, because they're all quite different, I think. Um, so in the meanwhile, now that Assassin's Creed Odyssey is done, I've started playing the Spider-Man DLC.
1: Oh, yes. Uh,
3: so I sat down today and beat the first pack in one sitting, the Heist. And uh, God, I tell you what, going from Assassin's Creed to Spider-Man is very difficult, because the control scheme is entirely different. Um, like, I'm very used to now spending 100 hours using R1 for weak attack, R2 for strong attack, nice. square for uh, evade. You know, now it's like no, circle is now to evade or dodge, square is to attack, R1 is your like web shooter. I had to essentially re- like look at the list of controls again and try and memorize them as quick as I could. So, early on, I found myself just dying repeatedly. Um, against like peon enemies i would just get killed because i wouldn't i wouldn't press the right buttons and i wouldn't dodge at the right time because even the timing of the combat i'm too used to the assassin's creed combat um so i'd say the dlc pack probably took me somewhere in the range of two and a half hours to beat something like that um it does give you like extra collectibles and stuff to get which i haven't i haven't got all of them yet uh, i'd say i probably got I probably have a completion of something like 70% of the DLCs. Because I, I, I completed the the main storyline, let's say. And I collected maybe half of the collectibles. So I'm somewhere in that range. Um, but on one hand, it was really nice getting back into the game. Like Spider-Man, I always considered a very, very fun game to play. A uh, little bit let down in terms of the, the story. I think um, I think the story is quite derivative and quite predictable. Which is a shame because I thought in the main game it did a lot of like real interesting stuff, especially with certain characters. Like they had like a different twist on certain characters, almost in the way like the Telltale Batman did in S- series one. Um, I don't know, there's, there's certain twists in it that I kind of expected, so when they happened, I wasn't really shocked by them. Um, and the ending I thought was particularly flat as well. Um,
1: like, this is just this is
3: this is pack one, right? Just this like, is pack well, pack one. I and pack two already are out, and pack that, pack three is it. out in five days. Okay. Um. So it it does end on a to be continued in pack two, but it's like the lamest cliffhanger. Um. In in and in a sense, I I feel like I already know what the resolution to the cliffhanger will be, and I haven't even started pack two yet. It's it's that kind of uh, super predictable, super lame thing. But um still a very fun game to play the one gripe I have with it is they you remember from the main game that you you'll be fighting enemies and then all of a sudden you'll get um one of these like elite enemies who has like a rocket launcher and they take forever to kill um they've introduced even stronger enemies with even stronger weapons um and I just they kill me every time they're an absolute pain in the ass but um it's only a little bite sized chunk it's only two and a half hours so. Although I have like many gripes with it, I'm happy to be playing Spider-Man again. It's going to just to tide me over anyway until the 25th when I have my new games. So I'm very much enjoying it.
1: Yeah, I am um, uh I'll be talking about uh into the Spider-Verse in a little bit on Movie Um and I tell you a good thing about this PS4 Spider-Man game is that when you see a Spider-Man movie, you can, you have a great game now that you can fire up. Now I'm going to be the Spider-Man. Um oh. I was gonna wait until that last pack is out, but um, uh, now that even though it's, even though it doesn't sound great from from it's
3: fine. Convention. I I I maybe sound too negative on it. It's no, it's... no,
1: because you're not you're not the only one to say to say that. But I'm thinking I'm I'm staying up to watch TLC tonight. So I'm thinking maybe maybe after this show might be a handy way to kill if yours yeah. jump back into the Out of Spider-Man because it is a good game. Very um, good.
3: Well, the, the last yeah the last part of the pack is out on Friday. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I I I'll see I might get that first one done and then get the second one in the week and then play that third one when it comes out.
3: Yeah, that's what uh, plan.
1: Yeah. Uh, any other games there you for yourself this week?
3: No, that's it. Obviously Assassin's Creed took up the majority of the week. I played it whatever 7 or 8 hours during the week and finally finally got it finished. Um So no nothing else. Stop. Nothing else.
1: Good stuff. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll stay on the subject of Spider-Man there as we jump into movie guff. Uh, I saw uh, Into the Spider-Verse uh, this week, the Lord Miller animated thing. Um, I remember the first time I saw the trailer for this, I thought, "Oh, that looks interesting." I assumed it was like a straight DVD thing, and then, kind of, uh, with the se- when the second one came out, I was like, "This actually looks..." it's just like it might be pretty good. So I went in with decent expectations. I was hoping for something good. Um, and honestly, I think this was one of my favorite films of the year, of any genre. And I would actually probably like to squeeze in another viewing if I could before the year is, before it's out of cinemas. Uh, because it's a, it's a beautiful film to look at visually. Um, I really can't say enough great things about this film i absolutely loved it it's it's got the heart of what you would expect it's a good spider-man film to have it's got that down but more importantly it doesn't uh it doesn't uh genuflect at all the tropes it is of course thankfully not a, a peter parker origin story of course i think i think most filmmakers have the sense to now get away from that that material it's got a brand new central character this is the big screen Miles Morales, who is in the game, but has also been a, a very popular comic book character for a number of years. Um, uh, and it's, it just goes in some really cool directions. Uh, really great cast. Um, uh, you know, uh, he's got a... How do I, I always mispronounce his name? Masher, uh I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look his name up. The guy who's the lead in, in season three of, of True Detective. Uh, huh? You know who I'm talking from,
3: about. From Moonlight, he's talking about. Yeah. Oh, Mahashara
1: Ali. How do you pronounce
2: it? I don't know. Marsh-
3: Marshall Ma- Ali. Marshalla, which that's it, what it, I said. With the, yeah, according goes, to Wikipedia, goes, according to Wikipedia, it's short for Marshala Lashbaz.
1: Okay, well, I appreciate him shortening it, but <laughs> he's uh, uh, he's in it uh, as as a, a supporting character. He's great. There's lots of other. Uh, uh, uh great supporting uh characters just it's it's really 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 great it's funny the animation as i mentioned is is really beautiful uh, uh it stands out it's very comic booky it, it feels like they haven't tried to kind of uh, you know sand it down and make it more digestible to the average viewer in, in a way that even even the great mcu films feel like they have um it's great it's really really great the post-credit scene is fantastic as well and i more often than not, think that those are always kind of boring or, or tacked on. Um, can't recommend it enough. I mean, I, I I went four and three quarters on it. Whoa! Um, uh, Spider Man kicked out of a few more near falls. He would have had it. Six um, stars. He would have. I would have gone six. And I, I might bump it up. I don't know. I was I was close. I was thinking. I was thinking maybe it's maybe it's the old fiver. It would have been my. I think my. That would have been my fourth five star film of the year.
3: Ooh, uh, how many have I given? Let me have a look here.
1: Uh, I think so. Anyway, yeah, I, I went five on Rosie. Sorry to bother you, and widow. You know, uh, um, yeah, but so I yeah, I might watch it again. Maybe I'll bump it up. Who knows? But really, really, really fantastic stuff. Uh, huge, huge recommendation. And then I also saw Aquaman, which was fine. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about Aquaman beyond that. it was it was, it was better <laughs> than you might expect, given that given DC's track record and given the fact that it's Aquaman, <laughs> but it's actually pretty dang solid. Um, uh, yeah.
2: Was Roman Reigns any good at it? Is Aquaman? His
1: arm, he's, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Um,
3: does he do the ch- ch- thing with his arm? Right?
1: <laughs> no, but he does lots of other I'm a badass things in it, which are, you know, mm-hmm. so, so my big criticism is it's a bit cringy. Some of the dialogue is a bit, is a bit cringy. Yeah. Um, I think that's largely owing to the source material because they're talking about he's you know very stone faced talking about who gets to be the ocean master, um, uh, which I'm not I'm not big on uh, kind of a weird cast. Django Fett is his dad. Um, uh, uh, Nicole Kidman is his dad is his mam. Um, uh, uh Willem Dafoe is in it. Um, you know it's it's a bit of weird. It's all right. It is really it's it's it does not stand out. Uh, in the in the mega saturated superhero genre, it was uh, you know, I would not say especially memorable, but it's a it's a perfectly watchable film. If if you're looking for a, a you know if for some reason you're looking for like another live action uh, superhero film to watch this year, uh, it's it's not a bad one. Actually, as we came out of it, me and my a uh, roommate who I saw with we were chatting about superhero films that are coming out next year, and there's about fifty um there's Captain Marvel there's Avengers 4 uh that new Spider-Man is next year I believe um uh Shazam uh Dark Phoenix uh and presumably that new, new Mutants movie that's been delayed 50 times mm. uh I'd have to imagine that out next year or it doesn't come out at all um yeah, so obviously that that hype train does not end anytime soon. But yeah, uh, so so that was my uh, my superhero. That was that was this week's superhero films. Tune back next week for for more of those. Um, and also, before I came on to do the show, I went home for my dinner with Mam and I watched forty minutes of Elf, um, uh, which is a, a classic holiday classic. Um, uh, yeah, I don't really have much to say about Elf. Other than I think, other than I think, it's a, it was a pretty good casting to have James Can be, be Will Ferrell's dad. That's pretty spot on. Yeah, but, um,
3: I like Elf a lot.
1: I like Elf. I I, I watching it back. I haven't watched it in a few years. I was like, yeah, Elf's all right. Elf's all right. Uh, anyway, what about you lads? What what are the what's the movies this week? What are we seeing? I've seen now, 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 absolutely nothing.
3: Hmm. Well, I just this week past one thousand movies recorded in me old letterboxed.
0: Woo! <coughs> uh,
3: so, I knew in advance that I wanted my one thousandth movie to be Vertigo, so I saved that for the very end. Um, so, in the week, uh, I watched uh, First Man, finally, and I'm very happy that a few weeks ago when I started watching it and turned it off after five minutes because I just was not in the mood. I'm very happy I did because when I went back to it, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Hmm. uh, I mean, on one hand, I find that Neil Neil Armstrong as a character is not particularly compelling. He's just a very... He's a square man. He's got a square haircut. um, (laughs) And yet... I I found myself quite liking Ryan Gosling's performance as him because although yeah. he although to all appearance he's, he's just this bland man, there's this like undercurrent of, of weirdness behind him. Um, yeah. which was really typified in one scene where his his wife, who was played by Claire Foy, who's like excellent in it, um she Great. sits him she sits him down to the Queen, she sits him down to, to talk to his sons about the fact that he might not come back from this moon trip, right? And what should be an emotional moment between a father and a son's becomes almost like a like a press conference or something where he's like, "All right, any questions?" Sir? And essentially, they have to kind of pull it out of him rather than him delivering the message to them. And um, there's quite a few moments like that. There's one moment at the end where, uh, spoiler, minor spoiler here, uh, he come he come back from the moon. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> And he's in quarantine and, and his wife comes to meet him. And there's just this moment where they're kind of looking at each other through the glass. And uh, it's obvious, on one hand, it's obvious that like this this marriage has like big problems. And that Neil Armstrong has this real issue with um, intimacy and closeness with not only his wife, but like, his entire family. Um, and he just kind of puts his hand on the glass and she puts the hand on the glass. And she's just kind of accepted that, that that's how he is and that's how it's going to be. Um, I thought all the moon stuff was fantastic. I thought, in particular, all the all the space travel stuff was great. That you just have these like these juddering men and these little dinky riveted iron boats flying up into space. It, it the the way the um, the spaceships were made definitely reminds me of something like like a submarine in 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 terms of the feel of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I I just generally thought. Um, I know that some people weren't so hot on La La Land and I definitely agree that La La Land has certain issues but um, this being the third film I've seen by this director, Whiplash, La La Land and now First Man uh, I definitely think he's one of those directors that can take a very good movie and kind of the way that it's shot and the way that it's made, elevate it into something more than the sum of its parts, like there was some shots in it and some some directorial choices that I thought that a, a typical director, let's say like a Colin Trevorrow or something, um, would have made a, a far more bland film. And uh, yeah, I, I, I liked it way more than I thought I was going to. I went to four and a half out of five ah. on First Man. Um, current Currently have it at number five uh, for the year, or number, number four or five for me for the year. Um, yeah, big surprise. Because I was going in expecting to be kind of bored, and... I actually found myself more compelled than anything. Um So yeah. So first man, uh very good. Uh next I watched uh The House with the Clock in Its Walls starring uh, Jack Black, Kate Blanchett. Mm. Um and because I'm a very mature man, uh I spent all week calling it the house with the cock and its balls.
1: Stuff really top. Uh, I, I wish off air. Oh,
3: <laughs> that's that's what the people are paying for. That's that's where the Patreon dollars come flying in. Um, so the house with the clock and its walls is uh, obviously is directed by Eli Roth, who's known for his more adult horror movies. It's and uh, I guess the easiest way I could describe it is, it's kind of a better Goosebumps movie than the actual Goosebumps movie that they made last year. Um, yeah, I got to
1: see it very uh, goosebumpsy. In the it's it's very area.
3: goosebumpsy. Um, I think all the performances are very good, especially the little boy. I don't remember what the actor's name is, but I thought he was great in it. Jack Black is is very good in certain moments. Kate um, Blanchett, I I thought she was good, but she kind of. I don't know, she's, she's a little reserved in what is otherwise quite a bonkers movie, and I don't know whether that choice really worked, I thought she was generally good. Um, Kyle MacLachlan is, turns up towards the end as the villain, and he's good, but um, I don't think they do necessarily a good enough job building up the, the central mystery behind the clock in the walls of the house. Uh, and as a result, I think the ending is a little bit flat. Um, but generally I thought it was quite good. Um, I I went a 3 out of 5 on that one. Um, Did enjoy watching it. So like I said, the performances were quite good. Um, Just maybe feels a little bit like a missed opportunity. If they have done a better job with the the central mystery, maybe it would have uh, had a a stronger ending. Um, Then I watched Raging Bull for the first time. I don't know if you guys have seen Raging Bull. I've never heard of it. Never heard of it, Joe.
2: Yes, of course, I've seen Raging Bull. Okay.
3: Raging Bull. What is it? Uh, what is it? Raging Bull is a boxing movie from 1980 starring Robert De Niro. And uh, I would say, of the De Niro films I've seen so far, uh, I think this is probably my favorite performance of his. Um, it's t- it tells the story of Jake Lamada, a, a real life um, former boxer. Uh, and tells the story in two parts. One from kind of the prime of his career. And then one part kind of uh, his latter day. Stand- so fat. Fat stand-up comedian uh, prime. Just fat bloke. Yeah. Um, and De Niro is like mesmerizingly good in it. It's funny because his character rem- reminded me a lot of um, MMA fighter Nick Diaz. In that he he's he's kind of this this um anti authority um but at the same time not not really understanding how the rules work like there's one fight early on <laughs> where he loses he loses almost every round in the fight and then knocks his opponent down in the last and kind of can't understand why he hasn't won the fight um but uh Yes, it's it's a Scorsese movie, of course. So it's it, Raging Bull also has ties to the to mafia and and whatnot. So it's another one of those. It's not ostensibly a gangster movie, but definitely has overtures of gangster movies. I think this was actually like Joe Pesci's first main role as well.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: He's he's great in it also. Um, and it has a lot of the.
1: Uh in my mind, he's just the corner man. He's like Mickey.
3: No, well, yeah, he's he's the manager. He's he's Jake LaMotta's brother. He's Joey LaMotta. Oh, So is
1: he corner
3: Yeah, well, he's not the corner man. He's his manager. But he's, he's there in the corner during the fights. I
1: just, I just there, like, Can you call that fucking boxer? What are you doing? Get out of the fucking... Oh! <laughs> Get in there and box the fucking galooch. Come on. I'm losing? How am I losing? How am I funny?
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Yeah, there's there's one um, scene in particular that, like, pushed it over the line for me from, like, you know, excellent movie to, to like, all-time great movie, which is a scene where he's he's fighting um, Sugar Ray Robinson, I think, for the last time, because they fought each other six times or something. Oh. And the way it's shot is, like, using these, um, like, dolly zooms or something, so the perspective of the ring is changing, even though the the fighters themselves aren't it's making the ring like like something out of vertigo funny enough which i you know watched later the, you know that effect of the the looking down the stairs as they're like moving almost further away they do that with the ring and it, um just the way it's shot and the way that's made is just incredible and I, it was just one of those moments where i'm watching it going yeah this is this is this is incredible this is pretty incredible um i did go the full five on raging bull um Barry, check it out. If you've not heard of it or not seen it, get on it. It's an excellent film. An excellent film. Um, and De Niro is is on top form. Best ever for me. Although I'm still to watch Deer Hunter, so I, I've been reliably informed that that's also extremely good. Um,
2: have you seen Meet the Fockers? Uh,
3: I have. I've also seen Rocky and Bullwinkle. So maybe I need to reevaluate. What is he really best in? And he was also in Dirty Grandpa. Um, oh
2: yeah, Dirty Dirty Old Bollocks Grandpa.
3: Yeah, one of one of the worst films I think I've ever seen. <laughs> um, so quite the fall from Raging Bull to uh, Dirty Old Bollocks Face or whatever. Um, yeah, load of shite that was. Um, starring starring alongside Joe Joe Pesci down to uh, what's her face Aubrey Plaza or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. I then watched the Clove Hitch Killer as recommended by our friends at Red Letter Media. Our friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> our oh, partners fuck. over there at um, Our sister uh, show. <laughs> anyway, they um, they did a little video Mike and Jay talk about the clove hitch killer i didn't know what that was and it was a little little what 12 15 minute video where they recommend this yeah. yeah recommend this movie that no one will have heard about so i sought it out and i was watching it on the train in and out of work and um yeah i think it's definitely very good i don't know that it's i don't know that it's good enough to warrant making a video specifically to recommend it um I think it's it's a very competent movie. It's got very good performances in it. As as they mentioned, um Dylan McDermott is very very good as the father and uh Plummer, what's the bo- what's the guy who plays the son? Something Plummer, I can't remember his first name. Christopher Plummer. <laughs> Not Christopher Plummer. That would be a f- that'd be an interesting casting though if the son was played by like an 80-year-old man. Um yeah, yeah. And funnily enough, um, the guy who plays the son was in that movie with Christopher Plummer last year. Um, oh, the... The Kevin which? Spacey one. Oh, uh,
2: the money... All the money in the world. All the
3: money in the world. Charlie Plummer. Charlie Plummer is the name of the actor, who's actually not related to Christopher Plummer, funny enough. <laughs> well,
2: funny. Yeah.
3: Even though they were in that movie together. Um, and then
2: they got the same surname. Oh, well, that's weird.
3: Yeah, and the same first edition too. So, performances are very good in it. Um... It does take interesting twists and turns that I didn't necessarily see coming, um, and you know the ending does raise kind of interesting moral questions about you know faith and justice and things like that. Um, but I no no I never got the feeling watching it that it was anything more than you know a quite good thriller. Um, like I, I I, wouldn't compare it to kind of anything on the Fincher level although it does yeah it has certain certain parts that remind you of that I don't necessarily think overall it's it's quite that good um, I went three and a half out of five three and a half stars which is still a very good a very good score to be fair but um, yeah I I didn't think it was quite that good but you know worth checking out and, and quite a good movie Um, and then finally, movie 1000, which I watched today, Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. Vertigo? Um. I I, I
1: just can't stand up.
3: (laughs) I was going to say, have you heard of Vertigo, Barry?
1: I've heard of Vertigo, I haven't seen
3: it. Okay. Um, so I think this is the fourth Hitchcock movie I've seen now. Um, after, Strangers on a Train, Shadow of a Doubt, and Psycho. Now I've seen Vertigo as well. Um, so naturally, having enjoyed Psycho very, very much, I went in to Vertigo with like sky high expectations. Um, I think Sight and Sound magazine, or maybe it's like the the British Film Institute or someone, have it as like their number one movie of all time. So when you hear things like that you're going to very big expectations. Um I thought it was excellent. I thought the performances were excellent, although I do when I watch um James Stewart, I am reminded of the the James Stewart voice from The Simpsons. Um
2: oh, oh, Mary her
3: <laughs> Yeah, and it, it watching him it almost seems like someone someone affecting that voice, but that's just his voice. Yeah. And it's a it's quite an iconic voice naturally, but it, it does kind of, it is kind of immersion breaking sometimes. Um, but I thought he was great. I thought um, Kim Novak was great as uh, Madeline as well. Um, I thought the central mystery was was, was really strong. Um, they do a really great job of setting up this this unusual situation. Uh, and and dropping clues along the way to kind of make you think like how can this be like for those who like myself until today hadn't seen vertigo and funnily enough i found myself watching vertigo that i was relatively unspoiled on it so i i could go along and and follow the clues and try and work out what was happening obviously certain shots and certain aspects of it have been lampooned by stuff like the simpsons but i thought overall i wasn't too spoiled uh, at all so what happens is James Stewart's character gets contacted by an old college friend and he wants him to to follow his wife because his wife has been acting very strangely lately. Now he does his this guy um doesn't think that his wife is ha- having an affair necessarily but says that she's been possessed by uh, a dead relative, right? So James Stewart starts following her and fr- at, at, at the beginning nothing really unusual is is, is going on. And he's very cynical about it. He thinks that if, you know there must be a logical explanation for what's going on. And as he's following her, just little by little, there's little contrivances and little coincidences that happen, and that that start to be linked to this old like eighteen hundred Spanish immigrant. And uh, I won't go any further than that. But the case becomes very very strange, and very very odd things happen. Um. So, I thought it was very, very good. I will say, though, that... um, There were certain things about it that I wasn't too hot about. Um, There's this one character, um, Midge, who's like an ex uh, fiance of Jimmy Stewart's character. And she feels kind of supplementary. She doesn't really add much to the plot. Uh, And then, halfway through the movie, she does a painting for him and he doesn't like it because he's so kind of caught up in in the case that he's he's working on and she goes oh bad bad midge silly silly and then she just never appears in the movie again and so her character doesn't really have a resolution or or doesn't really contribute much in the way of the, the arc of the film uh and i found that the like the very end of the film is what well, i a little bit flat um it just like uh f- all happens very quickly like the, i guess the closest i can i can liken it to is something like um dirty harry which is a film that i really love where at the end of dirty harry sports for dirty harry if people if haven't seen that but dirty harry um finally catches up with the the mysterious criminal and uh shoots him dead and then the credits just roll and there's not like there's not like a wrap-up or a, uh a little you know epilogue or anything and vertigo has very much an ending snap credits and not in like a shocking way but in a way that just kind of makes the ending feel a little bit like it doesn't have quite an underline to it um but yeah very very good i was a tiny bit disappointed with it, i guess like I, i i only went to nine instead of a ten but um certainly a very very good movie and the the dream sequence which i'm sure is what everybody will know about vertigo is is excellent but there you go. That's all the films for this week. So now I'm past thousand. I can start to watch uh, other movies now. Okay. Make my way towards two thousand.
1: Uh, we got emails this week. I'm gonna have an email here from Scott. Scott the boy McAvoy he says, Apologize for the lack of mails, works, but it's Don't worry, Scott. You don't have to carry the you don't have to carry the burden for all the listeners. They can pick up the slack. Well, they can't, but you know what I mean. Uh, speaking of emails I had one read on the Giant Bombcast this week and was Ooh, really? surprised. Uh, Have any of you emailed a podcast and been surprised when they read it? Have a great week Scott uh, I've had emails read out on podcasts but not I wouldn't necessarily say I was surprised by it uh, I don't know if I've ever had a big uh, one read out on like a big podcast where I was surprised by it to be honest What about you Lance? <sighs>
3: um
2: I don't think so. I don't think I've ever emailed a podcast.
3: I, I emailed a podcast once, but the email wasn't read out, nor was my name read out, but it was referenced.
0: Mm. This,
3: this was like eight years ago. I don't know if you were, Barry specific, I don't know if you listened to it at the time or now, but it was to uh, IGN Game Scoop. And uh, Ryan Geddes at the time was looking for names for a new um, uh, segment. And I suggested the Gettysburg Address. Oh! And they mentioned on the podcast that some guy had emailed and suggested the Gettysburg Address. (laughs) So I didn't even get a a name check on it.
2: Some bozo. Some some Irish twat. Some boobers. And then they didn't
3: even use that in the end. The fucker.
2: Oh, what did they... Go
3: with. Can I remember. Uh, was called something like um, inverted luck or something. What? Which is a video game reference. Is when you invert the y-axis on your first person. So you press. That sounds good. I know, Joe. That's why I remember, and I'm bitter about it eight years later. And that's
2: why we. That's why we started the chair podcast.
3: Yeah. Uh, coming Internet. coming next week, our new segment: the Gettysburg Address.
2: <laughs> 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 the, the Griffinburg Address.
3: Yeah, the Griffin Burger uh, in a dress.
2: That's why, we, that's why we started our own show, so we can give the shittest names we like to our yeah. segments. Like it's where so I, I, I dress
3: up in a dress and.
2: <laughs> and... Man, i wonder a
3: Well, <laughs> I. Wait, wait, wait. I got a Bishop second now.
1: Johnson Busters. Fuck <laughs> it. Like, no one can stop us now! Just absolute fucking.
3: R- wrong the truth killings.
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> Paul's origin story. Is a. Uh...
1: You it's didn't know I the
2: second. <laughs> you didn't have it
1: been out, Joe. But you emailed the Ricky Jemaine fifteen years ago, didn't you? Oh
2: yeah, I was. I emailed into the Ricky Gervais uh, podcast, uh, not podcast radio show. I and won I, their competition, of course. As
3: well. Yeah the the eponymous Joe from Catford. Of yeah. Is that very on Joe? If anybody's ever listened to those XFM shows, um, mm-hmm. I once had a letter printed in Nintendo magazine the official Nintendo UK magazine um, in, like, 1998. Where I said that I was excited about Pokemon Gold coming out. Oh, They were like, us too, or something.
1: <laughs> I always love the game you know, magazines where someone's like, I'm excited for this, and yeah, this was like, editor, me too.
3: Like, okay. <laughs> that was basically it. I God, I don't remember what... I remember the the issue was... I think the banjo Tui cover. Um, but I, I unfortunately don't have it anymore. But it did have little name check from Paul Griffin, Ireland. And I was like, yeah, that's me. Um, otherwise, I don't think so. I don't think I've had emails read out. on. Um, I, I did send an email to Gamescoop this week that didn't get... Um, Read out. Let me see if I can find it. Oh my god! Hang on. Game scoop. And um, oh my god, it was so f- so bad. Um, fucking stupid Gmail.
1: Yeah, and and, and Melty never reads your kind K email. No,
3: Melty never got back to me. No, um, he
1: got you directly. Yeah.
3: No, he never replied to me. All right, let me see. Let me see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Ah, here we go. <laughs> so this is in reference, by the way. <laughs> this is in reference to them on one of their episodes, saying that there are people out there who enjoy the video game uh, knack. Do you remember knack on the PlayStation that Four, Barry? Is. And they said that um, there are people out there who enjoy knack, and they call them knackers. I I emailed him and said, Hi all, just thought I'd let you know that Knacker, a term you used the other week to refer to fans of the Knack franchise, is actually a derogatory term in Ireland for the working class as well as for Irish travellers. So probably not a reference I would keep using. Thanks, love to show.
1: Well, at least you're being polite about it.
3: Yeah. I did also send him an email when I was like 22 or 23 where I was like... Shut up! (laughs) I said, Sam Claiborne has a moustache. And it's called Sam Claiborne, so you guys should start to call him Sam Gay porn. That one didn't get read out for some reason. Oh
1: I love that he he made sure to specify his like twenty three, so he has no excuse.
3: Yeah. Um I love yeah, Sam Claiborne, by the way. You have who? Sam Claiborne. Oh, I don't he, know who that is. Oh, no, never mind. He's great.
2: Uh, Joe, emails? I want an email, but I'm also eating a It's so <laughs> Small emails!
3: Oh, I have an email, but I'm also looking at emails from uh, 2013 <laughs> at the
2: moment. Just <laughs> read one out.
3: Uh, I have an email th- that I sent to Tadpole Hitler in 2013.
0: Oh,
1: God, Go yes! Go
3: um, I assume that this was in reference to. A competition they're doing, asking for people's favorite Derek moments. Oh yeah! And I, my email was the end of episode two, and I realized that I wasn't being forced to continue watching, so I just stopped. <laughs> Simply brilliant.
2: <laughs> oh dear, Cad bow Hitler.
3: Oh dear. Fuck! Uh, mm. Look at all these mad old emails I have. A few emails to the like other loudly speak podcasts that I've forgotten oh, yeah. Yeah. that I've forgotten existed since then. Oh, anyway, I have received an email myself to this podcast. Uh, it's from Scott the Boy McAvoy. He says, "Good evening, Paul. With Cody and the Bucks contracts running out with Ring of Honor, and the rumors of them starting their own wrestling company, do you think this can work? I know their one show sold out, but do you think they have enough to handle creative?" marketing sales venue booking etc and if they do give it a go where do you think they pull their talent from tna ring of honor new japan other indie wrestlers who aren't under exclusive contracts have a great week scott um i think that i think that it can work um but to a certain level i don't think that it's going to work necessarily to a to a wwe level but I think like if, if their, if their goal ultimately is to set up kind of another super indie along the lines of a PWG, let's say at its prime, I think for sure it's going to work. Um,
1: I think, I think it really depends on, um, what the business model is because it's like, as, as we learned this week, Lance, it's, it's very hard. Watch uh, writing a three hour wrestling show oh. every week. It's, yeah. It, yeah. it's extremely difficult. It's, it's undoable and also completely mandatory. Um, Uh, You know, I I think, as you mentioned, yeah, if they do the PWG thing, I think that's I think that's pretty bad, especially if they tour, because PWG does well with these massive names in one town once a month. But if they the elite are touring uh, and they're going to different towns every month and they've got, they I mean, I imagine they will. They'll have the pick of the talent. Uh, Anyone not signed, I think, would be happy to work with them. I think it's viable, but again, is that you know? It depends on what I wonder what the fans want out of it as well. Do the fans want this to be? Do they want a weekly YouTube show? Well, they already, I suppose, they already kind of have that. But do they do they want there to be actual matches on being the elite? Do they want? Do they want quarterly shows that are like all in? I mean, it's just it's it's all very nebulous at the moment because we have here in the wrestling news. We were going to mention this later, but yeah. So they. The the elite, Cody, the Bucks, the lads—they basically did their their curtain call at Final Battle last night, because uh, obviously they are, you know, their, their own entity is going to be their home in the U.S. now. Uh, but but beyond that, don't you know, we really know what they, what it's going to take? So so that that question to me.
3: Hmm. I mean, I think yeah, as we said, if they're looking to be um kind of a premium indie, let's say, I'm gonna make up another term here. Premium indie. I think that they have all the tools to make it work. Um and I think initially, yeah, initially maybe their goal should be to run to run fifteen shows in a year or something like that and have them be bigger arena shows. And and to kind of hit all the all the big um scenes across the US, you know, your Chicago, your uh your LA, your Dublin Um, you know, as there's, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think, I think that's doable, yeah, maybe one in the UK, one a year, I don't know, and just kind of have it be, yeah, the cream of the indies, and I think, I think there's enough hardcore fans to kind of make that work, and like, because I think you'll have, as I said, you're, you're going into a different um, territory every time, but there'll be people who will travel as well to watch those shows, so, yeah, I think so, I think it's a, I think it's fairly doable. Thanks for your email, Scott. Do
0: you have finish
2: finished, your Joe? I actually just popped in another toffee while Paul was drinking. Right, well, I'm,
3: I'm going to buy into a caramel bar here. Okay. Mm, um,
2: so good. So I, I have an email from Scott McEvoy. Subject is WWE pay per view schedule. Good evening, Joe. Do you think it's time for the WWE to stop scheduling their pay per views so far ahead? Uh, Well, I'll tell you something, Scott. I think it's time for them to stop scheduling pay-per-views altogether, because... they're Just give up. Um, He says, Does TLC have to happen every December? Other than Survivor Series and WrestleMania, wouldn't the company be better served to just put dates of the pay-per-view on the schedule without announcing what each one will be? That would allow them to work the pay-per-view, the storylines, and make a storylines for the pay-per-view schedule. Have a good week. Um, I'm not even sure if they do make the storylines fit the PPV schedule, do they? They just sort of have matches.
0: Yeah,
3: they they very much shoehorn they watch, they watch. them in. Like yeah. R- Randy Orton will just start using chairs around December for some reason. <laughs> yeah. What a chair match, brother.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's not just their sort of gimmick pay-per-views. I feel like their whole concept of their pay-per-views is pretty tired. Um, The whole kind of idea, the monthly big monthly show... Um they almost it's kind of it feels more exciting when they've done um the kind of big one offs like like I know the Saudi Arabia show was trash but the the fact that it was kind of out of nowhere and it was sort of like a almost a televised house show kind of felt uh, a bit more exciting so when they televise those big events so if they do a big u k show and televise it that kind of feels a bit more um uh, more exciting or the the nXt takeovers because they're only. Are they quarterly still? Have they gone to six a year yet?
3: No, I think it's still only yeah. four, give or take Yeah, it. quarterly,
2: yeah. So they do film more special as well, like WWE pay-per-views used to when they only did a few a year.
3: The only thing I would say so, is, if they roll back the amount of pay-per-views, I think how redundant the TV would feel. Compared to how it is already.
2: Well, yeah. But then they're doing, what, five hours a week. Raw and SmackDown, yeah and through th- four-hour pay-per-view. So it's God, what? Twenty-four hours of programming a month. It's just so much. But I don't know. There's not really a solution. I think that it's part of a bigger problem, which is they just churn out so much content.
3: I agree with Scott's point, though, that I much preferred when the pay-per-views were kind of not ambiguously titled, but when they had you know names like "It's It's No Mercy." It's yeah. Armageddon, and you can have a Hell in Cell match when it kind of is it suits the storyline, rather than yeah. it's October, so time to wheel out the old cage, you know. Yeah, agreed. But I don't know anybody who prefers the other way, apart from WWE themselves. It's, yeah.
2: Well, uh, that's the emails. I think all that's left to do is talk about the actual wrestling.
1: Professional goddamn wrestling. Well, I have good news for you folks. If you like really old men, <laughs> Vince McMahon will be on Raw this week to shake things up again. I'll grab Raw by the throat. Is he um, going to do a million dollar giveaway? I. I love that. I was just watching OSW review yesterday and they were referencing the, uh, yeah. the million dollar giveaway and the, the can't feel my legs, Paul. Um. Um, all time, all time great, bad wrestling moments, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, Raw did, uh, Raw did record low ratings again this year. That is to say record low all time for the second time this year. Uh, uh, so uh, circling the drain there on that front, uh, so Vince, as he often does, is going to uh, uh, you know be uh, Pinocchio out onto the stage, uh, <laughs> do, do his little walk down to the ring, uh, and spend twenty laborious minutes talking about nothing. Uh, leading to probably some fucking new general manager or whatever the fuck, no, or him, superstar
3: shakeup, superstar shakeup.
1: The when did they do the last one?
3: Like fucking this year, probably.
1: Yeah, it was the one this year. I feel like this, it's way too soon, but anyway. Yeah, but that's what the thing, shake things up again means. But it's it's like I, I don't. It, it must be actually because there's no way it can't be a new authority figure because they're having a match to determine the authority figure. Oh no! Although I guess it could. I think the match tonight between Braun and and, and or what might be Braun if he's if he's able.
3: Braun Corbin. They're teasing,
1: they're teasing some fucking thing with 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 uh, Baron Corbin where if he loses he can't be GM of Raw anymore. I'll be honest. I have not paid a great deal of attention. So I guess he could lose and then Vince could come out and appoint a new GM, which could probably just be Kurt oh. again. But I mean, who could muster a shite to care? I mean,
2: I mean my my interest in the product amazingly just went down when you mentioned that Baron Corbin was a GM of Raw I didn't think it'd actually get lower than zero but somehow fucking hell hard times bring back Roman Reigns all is forgiven
1: yeah <laughs> I don't think I don't think they took Roman Reigns off TV because he wasn't <laughs> over um, yeah it's uh, yeah it's it's. I, I, I still watch the Raw highlights every now and then God, it just seems like I can't imagine watching the full three-hour thing. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I mean, maybe the Vince thing. The Vince thing usually works for the one week, and then it's right back to where it was. So you know, this is the most shallow attempt at uh, getting people back. But uh, we'll see. Uh, The funny thing is, like, he maybe he'll get beaten up, but I don't even know who could who could beat him up that would be interesting. Uh, exactly. I mean, that's exactly my point. Is like who Broad Uh, maybe, but that'd be sad. I don't think anyone wants to see. Fucking broad <laughs> throw beats out of the ring through a table or, well I kinda do actually <laughs> <laughs>
3: Rockstar Spud. Rockstar Spud that can
1: would, be a bit uh might might actually finish him off. Um
3: Wasn't he on SmackDown uh, just a few weeks ago, dancing with our truth. Oh yeah. It's time for a dance
1: break. Uh yeah, so we'll see. I mean I I again it's fucking impossible to really care about what it's impossible to care about what it might be, uh, but we'll see. Uh, we had some some very rare releases this week. Yeah, remember remember the concept of releasing people. Mm. Uh, WTV has done their uh, once every three year release uh, thing. Uh, Nick Miller, um, who is one half of that uh, Australian tag team that were the around. A, a, a number of years before they um, uh, signed, uh, Sh- Mikey Nichols, shade Haste. I actually don't know which one he is.
3: He's uh, Mikey Nichols.
1: Mikey Nichols. Okay. Uh, yeah. and it, it just seems he went home for the birth of his son, and the story appears to be that he just said, "I would rather Fuck be it. here. I'd rather be here, being a dad, which is kind of respectable. I, I can't. I can't knock him for it." Um... Uh, especially because, I mean, what were those lads doing?
3: Fuck uh, all, Barry.
1: Fuck all. Fuck and they've all. been there for what? Two years? two years.
3: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, they had been getting the no hope or sticker from me. So
1: that's true. And the other thing as well is, like, we thought talk, we've talked a lot about just WWE signing everyone. It has to be disheartening when you're like them and you're like you've been lower card forever, and they keep. Bringing in new flavor a month, so it's not like it's not like. Well, maybe there'll be a dry patch student, and I might get a shot. It's like no, they're constantly bringing new people in, um, who are getting shots above you. Uh, so I mean, yeah, if he wants to be a family man and go back to getting a real job and being an indie wrestler on the side, more power to him. Um, he, he seems content, and that's good. Also, uh, uh, WWE UK Tucker, uh, who, I mean, he. All right, in that first tournament, but in in his all his NXT appearances and in all the times I've seen him in OTT, uh, that, that is a tough one to. that's another tough one to really give a shit about. Uh, he's, he's very much, in my opinion, just a guy. Um, yeah, not even sure he was a guy. Yeah, that's the other. Thing. I had a conversation with someone recently. Uh, so Tucker is regularly booked in uh, Courage, this new promotion in um, in uh, Dublin. And I was having a conversation with someone because Courage also booked T.K. Cooper from from New Zealand, who's a you know a decent name on the Brit rest scene. And I was having a conversation with him, and he was basically making the point that Tucker is a bigger star because he has the UK deal. I was like, no one knows who this man is. No one knows who this man is. It's like you and I go to Irish wrestling shows, and even we don't talk about Tucker that much because he he didn't even he doesn't even work OTT in Dublin. He only works him in Belfast. I was like, he. He's really just a part of the scenery uh, on that UK brand. He was not one of the pushed acts. He's not one of the pushed acts in OTT. I mean, he's he's very much just a body. I mean, that, that he was one of those guys who... who um, uh, Another testament to the fact that they're kind of just scooping up anyone who will sign a contract. Um, I'm not sure what his circumstances for leaving are, though, because I... I got the vibe that WWE, they kind of like to have their representation. Like, they like to have a Northern Irish guy, a, a Republic of Ireland guy, a Scotland guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. They want to have everyone from their from their territories. And so I thought he'd have a nice cushy gig for life. But maybe he's, maybe he's just lost interest and he's winding down. I don't know. But um, we've put more thought and conversation into this 30 seconds than most people have about his entire career. So, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we had the uh, uh, the Young Bucks news that we talked about there earlier with uh, Scott's email. And uh, Paul, was there anything notable there on NXT television this week? Uh,
3: yeah, we had the return. I don't know for how long or whether it was just a one-off, but the return of Tyler Breeze back to NXT. You might recall Tyler Breeze, um is a jobber from Raw, I think, at the moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, he came out here on NXT and... Came off like a complete star. Um, which, again, just. I don't know whether that is something that kind of shows the gulf in terms of the presentation for whatever reason between NXT and WWE. Um, but, yeah, he, he came off very well. He had a great match with Ricochet. As you would know. If you'd seen Tyler Breeze's stuff from his NXT days, you know that he's more than capable of having a very good match. He had matches Finn Balor, Neville, uh, Jushin Liger at one point back in the day.
2: Oh yeah!
3: So he had a very good match with uh, Ricochet. Nice surprise to see Tyler back because I'm a big Tyler Breeze fan, and to be honest, I wouldn't be against him having a little run in NXT again. Again, working with some of the the new um, the new blood down there. Um. Otherwise, you had EC3 uh, versus Bobby Fish. EC3 got the win with a kind of cradle out of nowhere. Um, Undisputed Eric with a beat the post match beat which was uh, thwarted by Heavy Machinery, who came down for the save. Uh, and Heavy Machinery, which is um, Tucker Knight, not to be confused with Tucker Shite from the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> <Hello. laughs> Um, to, 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 well, to be honest, Tucker Knight is worse than Tucker, so I don't know what i It's
1: just not a good wrestler,
3: Dave. Tucker Knight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he and Otis Dozovich, uh, I would not describe as you know... Good? Uh, well, well, first of all, good. Um, I would not describe them as kind of you know, Roderick Strong... Uh, physique-having gentlemen. No. They came down in jeans and no shirts.
1: <laughs> yeah, my favorite look.
3: Uh, bellies <laughs> were abound.
0: Uh... And then
3: Otis Dosevich did the worm <laughs> to close out the segment. Um, yeah, it looked like they had come just off a building site in in the summer in Dublin, where a little bit of sun... The fat bellies get their shirts off into the NXT clean house. Um, so yeah, they looked dreadful, uh, but it was a, f- a fun segment nonetheless. Um, funny enough, we were just talking about Nick Miller. He and Shane Thorne were in action against okay. against one of the more the most fun teams to watch. Uh, Oni Lorcan, which is a name that might be down there with Tucker Knight. Uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, um, and Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch got the win with a sick-looking assisted DDT. Um, Tell you what, I could watch Only Lorcan or Biff Music. I could watch him wrestle forever. He is so fun to watch. Um, Danny Burch, also very good. So they had a a good, fun match. Um, And then Mia Yim defeated Reina Gonzalez. Uh, I don't know what it is and whether this is just me, but I'm kind of yet to be convinced by Mia Yim. Um, in terms of this NXT run, I understand that Meem has uh, like a long time. Uh, she's lo- long time on the Indies. She was in the May Young Classic and so on. Um, so I I had big expectations when she kind of came into the NXT fold, but I don't know. I don't know whether it's the opponents they're giving her or whatever, but I don't know. I'm just am just not on the hype train quite just yet. Um, and to be fair, I, I didn't have much in the way of watching Miam outside of NXT, so this is kind of my first uh real exposure to her even though i was I was aware of her you know she was um a name that you see kind of around the place yeah. <laughs> uh, what'd you say
1: for, for ages she was around yeah. for ages
3: exactly so i i was expecting maybe more than not more than she's given but more than i i thought i was gonna get so
1: oh. i I, I, she, I hope she gets a uh like a a good takeover match soon to really uh, well yeah that's what
3: i think that's what she kind of needs um Either to be stuck in a feud with someone who's kind of capable, or because I, I feel like all she's done so far are these kind of not squash matches, but quite simple matches. Yeah, get her in with a uh, Shayna or something like that. I'm sure she'll that's cool. Yeah, yeah she she was down.
1: she is she is really really good. She was one that was kind of high on the OTT wish list for me for oh. ages. Um, and i knew like her and like martina are really good pals from working like uk shows together and i was like oh come on just she's gotta come over at some point it just has to happen and it never did um that that was that that was actually my first thought when they announced she was properly signed after the Mayo classic i was like ah yes that that was that was a big one on on the list but uh yeah i i think i think once she once she gets some uh, some proper feuds some proper stuff to sink her teeth into i'm sure you'll you'll be impressed She's, she's she's
3: pretty damn great good Okay, okay, and then WWE TLC is tonight. Let's have a wee yep. look at the old card
2: Ooh, here. Time for the big preview.
3: Do 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 Uh, 2018. Right here we go. So,
1: oh God, this card. Oh <laughs> God, I'm just looking at it now. Oh Jesus.
3: Uh, to right. Go Where will yeah, I- I'll go. So you, Joe, do you have the card open or no?
2: I've got it open yeah. Because uh, I was gonna
3: I was gonna try and get you to guess the final okay, of the on. mixed max the mixed match challenge. Um fucking hell. I tell you what, if I hadn't if I didn't have this in front of me right now, I don't think I could have guessed what the final was. No. So the mixed match challenge is now in its second year. You recall the first year was worn, was won by Asuka and the Miz, if I'm not mistaken with that. Um now this the 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 extra criteria here for this match is that each member of the winning team will be the 30th entrant of their respective Royal Rumble match right so you remember in years past we've had uh surprise number 30s which sometimes H. sometimes good thing sometimes bad thing that one year it was Rey Mysterio poor lad um so this year's number 30 you're either getting right Fabulous, Truth, our truth and Carmella, or, <laughs> or Mahalisha, Jinder Mahal, and Alicia Fox.
1: Mahalisha? Is that the actor's name I was struggling to pronounce earlier?
0: <laughs> that's that's true detective. Oh,
1: God. That's brutal. I mean, fair, they've had tons of injuries and dropouts and, and all this other stuff for this thing, but fucking hell. And, and they, they made that stiff about the 30th entrance ages ago before they thought it might be R-Truth or Jinder. Yikes. Oh, God, what a, what a mess. What get a get mess.
3: yourself ready for a, oh my God, R-Truth has been attacked backstage right before <laughs> he was supposed to come out.
1: It's <laughs> Cody Rhodes!
2: Oh, it's only smoke and mirrors.
3: Um, so moving on. Right, from sounds that sounds good. That uh, sounds great. Give that one a wee skip. Um, that uh, that might be your your um, piss break match.
1: Right at the beginning. Yep. Uh,
3: we then have a singles match for the Intercontinental Championship. Weirdly, because I would have figured that this would have been. One of the gimmick matches Given kind of the The blood feud behind it But they're They're just going to wrestle In a normal singles match here Uh Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose
1: Professional Ooh. wrestling contest
3: For the IC championship So that should be I quite mean, good
1: it probably be good But like yeah. yeah Give us some Is there a Is there, is there a regular Ladder There is Okay never mind.
3: Well oh, it's, Well it's, it's not really a regular ladder match, To be fair
1: Oh We'll get to that folks Um
3: We have in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. So this, keep in mind, folks, this is what they fucking wasted the TLC stipulation on this year. Uh, Braun Strowman, who is injured, and Baron Corbin, (laughs) who wrestles like he's injured. So, yeah. So take your pick on that one. That's your TLC match this year. Uh, With stipulation being, if Strowman wins... He will receive a Universal Championship match at the Royal Rumble and Baron Corbin will be stripped of all authoritative power. If Baron Corbin wins, he will become the full-time general manager of RAW. Uh, so oh. probably you can see what way this one's going. Uh, we then have singles match for the RAW Women's Championship. Ronda Rousey will defend against Nia Jax. First. <laughs> We then have a singles match for the WWE Championship in what should be good, uh, but probably won't be as good as it is in our heads. Daniel Bryan against AJ Styles.
1: Well, I mean, the the, the TV matches were actually very good. So so this uh, this this could actually be great. I would say.
3: Again, no no uh, stipulation for the WWE title match there. That's all right. Uh, triple Threat TLC match. So your second TLC match of the evening. Uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Becky Lynch against Charlotte Flair and Asuka. Mm, I'm sure that'll
2: be great. That'll probably that's, be great. It'll probably Asuka. be great,
3: but to me, it seems a little bit like Becky Lynch just kind of in there. Mm.
1: Well, she's the star. I mean, if anything, she's there, and she's
3: a, she's the champion <laughs> as well. To be fair, but but that's my true. but my point is like having Asuka in there, for example. It just kind of feels a little bit watered down for me, given that Becky Lynch is the star and company right now. Um, Finn Balor, Drew McIntyre in a singles match.
1: Ooh, I, you know, I, I tell you what, I need a calm down from all the action with people going through tables and shit. Give me two fucking plain lads having a grappling contest in the middle of the show, please, Vince, sir. <laughs>
3: They're in uh, gonna wrestle in a WWE NXT UK match. Whatever.
1: <laughs> no, they're both too tall. <laughs> um,
3: too many acts, Well, too they, b- they f- both appeared in an uh, OTT there in twenty. Well, I was in late twenty sixteen, but twenty seventeen. Yeah. Um. They both had weird segments where they talked and didn't wrestle. Um. Yeah. Although McIntyre did have a match in Belfast, which was which was actually very good against. Yeah. Uh, Adam Mexted um, ladder match Elias against Bobby Lashley uh, but it's not a ladder match in the sense of oh. get the thing and win it's more of a it's like that, that was it a ladder match that Triple H and Kevin Nash had that one time with the sledgehammer oh, oh no so a guitar will be suspended above the ring and the first to retrieve it can use it as a weapon as opposed to what the first to retrieve it can play a song
1: Wait, do they, is there a why, why don't the people just say, I'm just going to beat you to death with this ladder?
3: Than <laughs> yeah, is the ladder not a better weapon than a guitar, anyway?
1: Yeah, I think so.
3: Like, okay, fair enough. A sledgehammer, right. I, I can suspend my disbelief there. A guitar is kind of a one-and-done thing, really, isn't it? You burst a guitar over someone's head. Then back to the ladder, probably. I don't know.
2: Yeah, and it can ease, if you miss...
3: You've easily sort of smashed up the guitar. Mm. Yeah. That sounds good. Uh, you then have what I'm going to call the best match of the night: triple threat tag team match for the SmackDown tag team championship. The Bar, Cesaro and Sheamus versus The New Day versus the Usos. That's got good match yep. written all over it.
0: Be a banger. Yeah.
2: Eh. Uh,
3: you then have tables match. Uh, in memory of Jim the Anvil Neidhart
1: oh god yeah
3: Natalia versus Ruby Riot oh god how long ago did Jim and Neidhart die by the way like six months a few months Jim Nightheart, let's have a look here August 13 so it was four months ago can W really just let people be dead for a little while <laughs> before they hop in the grave with them and start picking at the bones Uh, singles match for the Cruiserweight Championship Buddy Murphy Cedric Alexander probably would be great but I feel like every Cruiserweight match I see is either one of Buddy Murphy Cedric Alexander or um, Mustafa Ali do they have any other Cruiserweights?
2: Um, Rockstar Spud Rockstar Spud Uh, Jack Gallagher Daniel Bryan
3: Daniel Bryan Finn Balor, uh, yeah, Finn Balor. Um, and then Settles, in, Seth Rollins, and then in the chairs match.
2: Uh, oh God, not another one!
3: A chairs match. Rey Mysterio ran the Orton.
2: Fucking hell! Wheelchair fu- match. I <laughs> those two puns. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: fuck. <laughs> Rey
2: Mysterio must be fifty, isn't
3: he? Uh, forty-four. Was, Orton's only thirty-eight.
1: Orton's not even forty. Holy shit. He, the road has owned that man. Uh. Fucking hell.
3: Yeah. Um and that's here.
1: The cost to being a racist, holy shit. <laughs> is he?
3: I haven't heard about this.
1: He's a bit of a
3: oh. Is he a bit of a what is it? A um <sighs> Oh.
1: You don't, you don't want to check that boy's likes on Twitter, let me tell you. Oh boy! I mean, I, I don't know explicitly if he has anything right this second. If you were to go to check, if that's what you're doing, but
3: uh, was well, yeah. he? Is he a bit of a proud boy? Is he?
1: He's very much a bit of a proud boy.
3: All right, very good. Uh, so he's gonna he's gonna be a little Mexican man with a steel chair tonight. <laughs> um, Beat him
1: across the board, probably. <laughs> Build a wall out of tables, ladders, and chairs so he can't get back in. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh
1: god! Yeah. All right.
3: Let's have a look around the his likes. Let's see what he's got
1: here. I, yeah, I, yeah now I'm curious myself. Let me see if he's if he's uh, um, see if he's liked any. I don't know. Sh- Sheriff Joe Apeo tweets lately.
3: <laughs> now no, he liked a tweet by Austin Creed. So and by RZA. So loves all. Creeds
1: loves the, the 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 folks of color. Um, yeah. um, fair play to him,
3: yeah. So, Barry, wrong. Do you want to take back what you're saying there?
1: Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, the left wants to spend billions to combat quote unquote climate change. Uh, arguing that even if their dire predictions are wrong, we should err on the side of caution. Uh, because the planet will be better off. Apply this logic to the wall. Why wouldn't the left are on the side of caution and build it? There you go. Barry Land vindicated immediately.
3: Oh, yeah, I, I see that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Quote, unquote, climate change. Mm.
2: This is a... This a like a tweet from the NRA on December the 10th. If guns cause crime, mine must be defective.
1: Yeah, I don't think guns cause crime.
0: Oh
1: boy, anyway. Saying that. Uh yeah, so, so there we go. Um Proud <laughs> oh, boy. Alright. That's TLC. I'm watching it for some reason because I have a half day off work tomorrow. So I uh, looking at this card. I thought it looked all right because I knew about the, f- the women's match and I knew Brian and Adrian I think I
3: think that, I think it does look all right.
1: To be fair, uh, the, the tag match should be great and all this other stuff. Look no,
3: that tag match ain't gonna be great.
1: Our truth and Mahal Are you what crazy? That when you idiot the three way.
3: <laughs> I know. I know. I'm only doing a little joke. that
1: Or were you? I don't believe that. Anyway. anyway,
3: it's up to listeners to decide. Vote so, now. Use your red button. Was Paul I, serious, or joking
1: I see myself falling asleep during this bad boy.
3: I, uh, I tell you, what, I might watch a wee bit of this tomorrow. I won't watch it tonight because I've got work tomorrow. Um, however, I might watch a wee a little bit of it on the way back. How about that? Uh,
1: so I guess we'll call that a show. There, uh, we will mm. possibly have some TLC talk next week. Um, uh, you know depending on what the show is we'll definitely. I think we'll get something out in some past even if it's a, it's a wee little wee little thing um, so yeah we'll be uh, back then uh, and so I hope everyone enjoys the, the, the last week countdown before Christmas I hope everything's going well for you this holiday season uh, uh, and that you can uh, spend some time with your loved ones I uh, will be back next week to chat to you again so in the meantime it's goodbye from me Barry Murphy it's goodbye from Joe Towner goodbye all oh,
3: Goodbye.